We are rolling, man. We're streaming live. How you going? How's it going? How you doing? How's it going out there? Stefan Maia with you. AddedSouls.com is the website. And uh, this is our Thursday topical-themed session. And uh, we chose to talk about uh, marriage. That's what we're talking about today. We're talking about marriage. Uh-oh. Down, 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 down. Yeah, that's what we're doing. Again, still dealing with a bit of the nasal stuff there. I've been sick and, you know, on the mend, but the lingering sinus and congestion stuff in the chest and all that nonsense is still around. So bear with me. Love me. Bear with me, man. Suffer along with me. I want to talk about marriage because there's a lot of stuff about marriage to talk about. Uh, and uh, I think it's wise that we have ourselves a conversation with those thoughts. Hmm? I think so. I think so. AddedSouls.com, the website. Again, please consider signing up, subscribing, liking, sharing, drop a comment, all that kind of good stuff. If you interact with the uh, material, uh, it may find other souls like you and I out there who may find this kind of stuff inter interesting and uh, educational from one side to the other, I suppose. And uh, you can certainly look on the screen there with all the locations we uh, create. Of course, YouTube, Twitter, Substack, Locals, Rumble, Facebook, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, Google, Patreon, and a few other locations, all at its whole stuff. So uh, please check that out. And uh, hopefully you'll find some substance in the material that will be a benefit to you in your walk, your faith in life. I think that's a good thing. All right, so let me see here. Marriage. What about marriage? Uh, well, it's not seen to... Marriage is not really um, promoted as a wholesome, decent, and pleasurable thing to... Um, journey on if you look at the current culture's public um, presentation of this holy matrimony uh, if you take a look of course at all facets of public life currently so corrupted sadly um, marriage is a uh, topic of ridicule or mockery slander and you just don't want to get involved in marriage it's a bore it's a ball and chain it's just you know and all marriages you know end up in divorce so why even bother getting married you know that's kind of the idea of course that's been pushed um by the agenda for for a while now many decades you'll find that in music in, in movies entertainment right uh, you'll certainly now find that in academic institutions, governments even involved with demonizing the marriage union and what it means and where it comes from and why it's there. And uh, Corporations pander to all sorts of different things. And again, all, 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 these, all these powers of public life um, uh, do not... Um, do not respect or honor uh, the true and genuine description and institution of, of marriage. 
They just don't. Uh, that's purposed. It's not some kind of a coinkiting, you know, oh, whoops, I don't know why this is happening. I don't know why they got a problem with marriage. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, no, it, <laughs> it, it, it's organized that way. They've designed it that way. There's a purpose to it. Because if you can destroy the institution of marriage, which has a divine origin, obviously, well, then it further, it further, um, how should I say? It further, it furthers the agenda of uh, what is evil out there to destroy what is good, you know, and marriage is one of those things. Human life is another, but uh, marriage is certainly an, uh, is one of those, one of those institutions that evil wants to destroy. So you're not going to find a great promotion and encouragement or true description to the nature of marriage out there in the world. You're just not going to find them in magazines. You know, today's feminist magazines and girls' magazines, you're not going to find like, oh, here's what marriage means and here's why you want to get married one day. Uh, you're not going to find that. Um, so many things have gotten in the way of marriage, you know, and um, we've been meant to think that, again, marriage is, if it's even to be considered, if it's even to be considered, it should only be considered, you know, in your mid-40s, maybe, even at that, maybe later on in life. You kind of get bored with everything you were doing selfishly with your own self and with your life, and maybe you want to just have somebody hang around like a roommate. I don't know. Um, so they've, great, they've, they've greatly diminished, and they've perverted, and they've corrupted marriage. I'm not getting married. Everyone who gets married gets divorced. And sadly, you know, a lot of uh, uh, divorce is rampant once again in our in our uh, generation. It's been there before. We're repeating history time and time again when it comes to these things. And um, I myself, in my past life, had no use for marriage. Just not something I thought, you know, was going to benefit my life anyway. Why would I want to get married for? That sounds that doesn't sound right. But to a certain degree, it seemed like something I wanted because it was ingrained in me at a very young age because I am old enough to have been born and raised in a location where folks got married. It was a thing. Now, later on, everybody was getting divorced, but for a spell, for a time, everybody was like, hey, maybe, maybe marriage is like part of this whole happiness thing in life. Mom and dad are married, still married. And uh, I'm pretty sure they will be married till death do they part. Um, so that was instilled in me for sure. Like the idea that it is possible. It wasn't always peaches and cream. It wasn't always easy. But mom and dad stuck together. You know, and uh, so that model was definitely shown and was available in the household. But I didn't want to stick to that model. I went, you know, away... Uh, foreign thoughts and foreign worldviews, you know, more so of a heathen or pagan way, uh, life filled with extremities or the excess of life, what the world has to offer, and marriage was just not in the picture. When you're living a fast life with fast women, I mean, you're not going to get married. Many of my friends were getting married. All of them have since divorced, some of them on their second or third, you know, things like that, so... Why bother with marriage? 
there's many, I mean, and, and, and I'm not the only one to that end, you know, there are many others who may have had that experience in life. I've seen uh, my family, family members get married, divorce, get married again. Um, so why bother with marriage? So these things are just swirling around in my thoughts. And I figured, you know, since it's the topical Thursday session, let's talk about marriage. And let's see what we can, uh, let's see what we can hash out. The scriptures, of course, is our go-to source if we are indeed Christians and faithful to follow our Lord and Master, Jesus Christ. Uh, now, the Christ was not married because his purpose was not to come on this earth and have the blessing of marriage. It was to fulfill the redemptive plan of salvation for mankind, which took a deep sacrifice on a cross. But that doesn't mean he wasn't tempted in all things, and that doesn't mean that he was not made aware of what's taking place regarding marriage and how it should function. The institution of marriage, first and foremost, must be understood through the lens of Scripture. And it must be understood that it comes from a divine power. Mankind didn't get bored one day and say, hey, you know what, let's invent something called marriage. It's not a product of evolution. Evolution is, I dare even call it a theory, it's just a fable. Science has since debunked evolution, though, sadly, a great ocean of quote-unquote scientists in their lab coats adhere to it because now it's the enforced worldview you must have that we're all a bunch of animals and somehow we come from one same singular cell primordial soup, nothing exploded into something, you know, all that nonsense, to which I adhere to, by the way. I subscribe to that in my past life. I mean, science, raw animals of evolution. No, it's, 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 it's not. It's just not true. And uh, the information, of course, the true science uh, is out there for anyone who's honest, genuinely seeking that. But anyways, that aside, it's not a, marriage is not a product of evolution. Nothing is a product of evolution. Uh... Marriage comes from a divine source, God. And it is a blessing available to all who qualify. If you qualify for the conditions, the design of marriage, then you may enter within that covenant agreement. And that's available for all. Now, sadly, in a perverted corrupt generation. Folks think, you know, men can marry men and women can marry women and men can marry dogs and dogs can marry cars and cars can marry, I don't know, toasters and, you know, the bread box or whatever. Well, no, those things do not, um, they're not even part of the equation. They're not even entering the realm of conversation. I mean, they just they have nothing to do with marriage. What has to do with marriage is, of course, the, the qualifying descriptors. The design, male, female, husband, to become husband and wife. Two genders, male, female, who are lawfully um, qualifying to enter into this union. And um, that is, of course, the first and foremost we should respect and honor. Because it's going to determine is going to determine, of course, a great deal of the outcome of your marriage. If you think marriage is a product of evolution and we're just, you know, it's a 
it, it, you, you've already lost the strength of the covenant, of the union between a male and a female, husband and wife. So it's a, it's a, it's a, um, it's a statistical fact that those who understand the divine origin have a greater hope in their union that it'll last than if it is not. So it's not evolution, it's from God. It's not from Hollywood or the music industry or the entertainment industry and all. It's, it's you know, sports, movies, and, and music. It's just not there. It's not from government. Government did not invent marriage. We didn't just come up with it. See, so we, we need this platform. We need to, to, we need to have this foundation, you and I. We need to understand that, you and I. Marriage is not a product of evolution. Marriage is not a product of Hollywood. Forbid that be the case. Good grief. I mean, come on. You do see what's coming out of Hollywood. You, <laughs> they're the last location you want to go to for any kind of functional marriage. So it can't be Hollywood. It's not government. Have you seen government? Our government now has tampons in the men's bathroom in our military. You want to go to the government to know what marriage is all about? Really? No. So it ain't government. It's none of those things. It comes from God. It comes from God. In the beginning, God created male and female. And he blessed them. He gave them this covenant of union, male and female, to be husband and wife, to become one. It comes from God. It comes from a higher power. A creative source of design. An intelligent being. Numero uno, priority. We need to understand that when it comes to marriage. If not, we're going to miss it. You're greatly diminishing the quality of your marriage and the longevity uh, uh, that it can hold, that it holds, if you do not first and foremost respect the fact that it comes from God. We Christians should know that. So it comes from God. Okay. We assume we know that. It comes from God, it must be honored, and it must be respected. Absolutely. What's the function of it? Well, companionship, friendship, union, togetherness, this world is a fallen world, is it not? So you got to go back to the beginning. You got to go back to the beginning, and you got to look at the information there throughout the creative process of God's mind as he spoke things into order and recognize what took place. Then the Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. It's not a good thing for man to be alone. We are designed in such a way that loneliness becomes part and parcel of our nature. It just is. It's designed that way purposely so that we can Seek connection with human being, humankind, just like us, created in the image of the great I am. We seek these unions, these friendships, these connections. But we can't have these intimate connections with a notion of humanity. But there can be this one unique individual in your life. Oh, got ourselves a friend. Our friend Norm here. Let me see. 
Let me see if I can bring in Norm here with us on the conversation. Just a second, brother, if I can see where I'm going here. This is new to me, such a way. Let me see, what about that one? Let's see if we can hear you. Can you hear me now? Oh, yeah, I hear you. <laughs> I hear you, man. You're in. I think you're in like Flynn. And I think our viewers can see you and hear you as well, I'm hoping. Everything seems to be okay on this side of things. All right. Uh, I wanted to ask you a question, but I'm not sure how to ask it because I've heard that uh, the the uh, term for it is a uh, vulgar word in Canada. And so I'm not <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah, I wouldn't know, man. <laughs> it's up to you. You can make it public or we can wait until we're more, uh, have more of a private <laughs> moment there and we'll, we'll discuss that. But yeah. Well, ha have you heard the acronym for um, young couples that are bragging about not being married? And it's, uh, well, I'll just tell you the full term and you can figure out the acronym and if that's okay to say and, you know, to a Canadian audience or not. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Go ahead. <laughs> it's uh, dual income, no kids. Dual so income, no kids. Dual income, no kids. It's young married couples bragging about the benefits of not having kids. So figure out the acronym for that. And is that is it true that that's a vulgar term in Canada? <laughs> right. Yeah. I, from from and it might I might be speaking from my ignorance here, but no, not that I'm aware of. Not that I'm aware of it. So, it wouldn't be any kind of vulgar. It's probably proudly promoted in the community. But uh, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I wouldn't uh, know it to be a vulgar there's all kinds of videos on social media i didn't know if you were familiar with it or not but i thought it would fit with your topic today sure. of, of marriage because you know scripture's pretty clear that uh uh the the or one of the purposes of marriage it's not the sole purpose of marriage but uh one of the purposes of marriage is to uh, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth right to have offspring and sure. so um there's all kinds of videos on social media of of young couples um, walking and usually they're they're you know taking a walk or something and switching back and forth between the man and the woman on the camera and they'll say stuff like you know uh, we're dinks of course we're going out to eat after <laughs> after work every day and you know stuff sure. talking about how the the benefits of being a dual income no kids uh, couple. Yeah, that uh, since they're not having to spend their money on children, that they can go out to eat a every night or they can, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. uh, they can they can enjoy their hobbies because they don't have kids getting in the way. And it's really, you know, denigrating the idea of a man and woman being married to produce a family. Yeah. And, uh, you know, somebody needs to do a video and say, you know, we're dinks. We're going to be old and lonely with no one to take care of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much right. <laughs> Look at looking at that kind of the other side of the, of the, of the thing. Uh, I just put. Uh, I, tell me if I spelt it right. Is it at preacher norm? Do you see it there on the screen, brother? Yeah, Did that's I, right. That's yeah. right. Okay. That's right. If not, I could have mm -hmm. changed it up there. But yeah, the, you know, there is certainly this this massive movement uh, where it, it's kind of like cool to to, to TikTok this idea that um, marriage, of course, is a is a ridiculous thing to get involved with. But if you do embark into that, then then get rid of the kids because then you'll have this luxurious, right. adventurous life where, you know, you can do what you want whenever you want. 
And, and, it, and it goes back to, I think, a bit of the stuff we were talking about last week in regards to hedonism or this selfish way of seeing life where it's all about me and what I want and what I desire, uh, which truly misses the whole mark of life's purpose. I mean, I've only That's known right. the purpose of life when I understood that the life of those around me are more important than my own. And um, right. that truly taps you into a, a, a being content and also uh, the fulfillment, of course, of, of things we can embrace. Marriage is not for everyone. Okay, we know that. There are certainly some brethren. I've known some faithful brethren, wonderful brethren, who just never saw the need to, you know, marry a woman and have kids. To them, their whole life was mission. And they went off to India, and they went off here, and they went off there, and they did some of the most beautiful work that could be done for the kingdom. Uh, and I, I right. man, I'm cool with that, right? I got no right. problem with that. Well, we know Paul wasn't married, right? And, right. Uh, that that was that was Paul's focus was his his uh, service to the church as an apostle and a, and a missionary. Sure. Um, and and you know he, he he says that you know if you can do that, then you know good you know that that's a good thing for you to do, but. It's not for everybody. <laughs> right, right. Uh, most of us, you know, we seek companionship. We seek to have a friend nearby. We seek to have a confidant, someone that we can truly, fully trust and be um, uh, private with and, and, and all these things. And, um, man, I was just saying this uh, last night, I think, when we were in the living room here with mom and dad and everything. And I was like, if I would have known the wonderful blessing of marriage and kids at a younger age. I would have started my family. Right. I would have started this way younger, you know, than I am now. But it's one of those things. Some of us learn life the hard way, and we wait a bit too late for, for certain things. But um, I was talking about the source, the source, of course, of marriage itself. That's how I kind of opened up this session, because the world has this strange idea that... Uh, Marriage may be a, obviously a product of evolution. It's just a happenstance thing. We evolved into it or that it's a product of man's mind to say, hey, you know, let's just invent something called marriage and whatever, whatnot. But um, the importance to, to have truly a functional marriage or to, to, to have greater tools of uh, uh, that can help marriage be functional. The first one, I think, in priority is to understand where it comes from. And that's kind of where I was, what I was talking about. And I went to, of course, Genesis chapter uh, two and right. spoke about those things there. So that was kind of one of the stepping location, the uh, first step location to marriage and it being functional and you being able to enjoy mm -hmm. marriage is you need to understand where it comes from. And uh, then right. I was speaking a bit about how we need to qualify for that as well. Like there's a qualifier. Like there are, th right. th yeah, we've I, lost I, that too. I heard you talking about, you know, the, the, that there are people who are, qualified to be married and, and and you have to be a qualified person to yep. enter into marriage and sadly there are people who have made themselves unqualified for marriage <clears throat> and and that's absolutely true uh and, and um that's where you really get into a lot of the compromises when it comes to what the bible teaches about marriage because i i don't think i've ever heard anybody you know teach that well, I, we, we're, we, we both know of those, you know, fringe cults that, you know, like the Shakers and, you know, things like that, that said, you know, there's no legitimate, you know, contact between male and female. They would even break up married couples when they came into the cults. I know you can't, you can't be together. 
Right. Uh, so, you know, there's a fringe cults like that, but nobody, nobody argues that marriage isn't a, a, a good thing and not in the religious world anyway, that marriage right. isn't a good thing, that people should be married. The problem comes when it is dealing with who can be married and yeah. whether even there is such a thing as somebody who's not qualified to be married. But the Bible is, you know, very clear on that, that uh, it is. To, to, to be a married person, uh, to be qualified for marriage, you have to be somebody who has never been married before correct, or someone who is a widow or widower correct. Uh, or someone who is the innocent victim of an adulterous spouse. Correct. That's it. If you're not one of those three people, then you're not qualified to be married. And that's and, it. Um, people try to find loopholes and stuff around that all the time, but they're there are no loopholes in scripture. <laughs> no, there aren't. And the, the boundaries are certainly set forth and they are uh, bound to uh, the law. And um, it also adds again to uh, the structure of a functional marriage. Number one, it comes from God. Number two, you have right. to qualify for it. If you enter into a, right. a, a covenant as a non-qualifying individual, you're setting yourself up for... Uh, 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 a chaos. If not directly, immediately in consequence on this earth, it is certainly spiritual. So you will have eternal consequence to that end. So you, you, you're right, brother, of course, to, to bring up that, that very point. You have to be either not married, either a widow, or either uh, an uh, individual who was the innocent party of an adulterous spouse. Um, right. And uh, those, of course, are laid out in the scriptures quite clearly. And the scriptures speak of it in such a depth of honor and respect and order that even, of course, Christ's disciples himself said, like, well, if that's the case, then maybe it's best we don't get married. And, of course, Christ in Matthew 19 there was like, well, <laughs> yeah, think about it twice before you get married. It's a, it's an important covenant that you're embarking on. So with those with those things, they all point, like, number one, marriage comes from God. Number two, you have to qualify. Those things point to the serious the seriousness of a marriage union, and that, of course, has since lost, it's lost in the world out there. I mean, you know it as well as I do. You can turn on the TV, and the only thing they're doing is ridiculing marriage and making it uh, uh, some kind of a, a joke. Uh, you know, we'll get married for a while, and then, you know, if it don't work, we'll get married to the 24th person. What was it? For a long right. time there, there was a Hollywood actress. What was her name? Wasn't she, like, on her 16th uh, You're probably talking about Liz Taylor. Liz that, Taylor. Uh, List was table. just famous for going through husbands. You yeah. Know, who, the, the, the running uh, joke was, you know, who's her husband this week? Kind of <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and that that's just so sad because these people uh, and myself, you know, in my past life, if you will, uh, truly miss um, the depth of joy you can find with your best best friend, a married, a right. functioning married couple. And I, and, I, and I do understand that there are many married individuals, brethren, who are not, should I say, in a very functional or happy marriage, but it can right. be learnt. It can be taught. There can be healing. There can be some adjustments. There needs to be selflessness. There needs to be sacrifice. There's a lot of stuff that's involved, but it always seems to stem to self. Are you selfish or are you selfless in your in your wedding vow, in, that, your, in, in your union. And that's the thing for a successful marriage is that 
you know, for a marriage to be successful, it has to be about the other person, yeah. not you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes we hear uh, marriage is 50 50, and that's not true. Marriage is 100%, 100%. I, I'm 100% for her. She's 100% for me. And if it's, if it's not that, then you're going to have problems. Sure. Sure. It certainly does. If, if it's not in cooperation that way, it, it kind of opens up a side of the wall where a breach can take place. You know, it, it, it opens right. up a cavity somewhere where an infection can come in. And um, that, could, that can be disastrous. And it's sadly led to a great many separations uh, in, in the past. Um, I was looking also, of course, at the statistics, uh, just quick Google searches where we're at in regards to marriage and divorce and stuff like that in our nation here in Canada. And of course, since 2020, it's just gone straight down, you know, massively. It's right. just not a, th it, it's, it's quite drastic as well. Uh, now, in 2020, we were not allowed to go to weddings or have stuff, you know, we were in, in full um, stuff going on. But um, maybe that played a part. But I think the culture degenerating itself to an immoral filth is certainly the greater antagonist here that we think ourselves to be animals number one you know there's no god we're all animals so that 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 right there is a problem and because we're just animals we don't see the true joy of marriage we see it as a hindrance to doing what we want to do and having what we want to have right. is it, is it, they do the, of course the world does the same thing with children Get rid of your babies. Why? Because they're gonna they're gonna stop your career. They're gonna stop your education. They're gonna stop you from going out on Saturday night with the girls. You know, um, and that's just so sad because we think ourselves, we think marriage and children are the bad guys, and making career materialistic stuff and just living a life of excess to be the source now of, of fun and adventure and joy and and and, and it isn't whatsoever. And uh, sadly, a great many of us go through this life, and as we near uh, the end of it in our elderly age, we have this deep regret, you know, starting to to to, to, right. to, to fall upon our thoughts and be like, "Man, what? Did, why did I do that? Well, now, now it's too late. Now, now that 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 train came and right. gone." Um, you hear a lot of regrets from people that have reached old age without, you know, ever establishing a family, yeah. but you, you, you never hear somebody that has, you know, reached their, their final days and they're, um, uh, looking back at their life that say, you know, Oh, I, you know, wish I had never gotten married and started a family. You, you don't hear people say that it, it's the opposite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. More so often than not, you, that's it. They, they, they have that regret. And into the pocket, of course, of a, a, a fruitful marriage, a marriage that is functional and where you find refuge and security and, and love and intimacy and all these wonderful things that are available to us. Um, I personally have not seen anything else to trump that, that, that blessing in, in this world. Uh, right. Of course, first and foremost, being a Christian, following Christ is always, of course, the the priority. But within that, within that blessing of being in Christ, you have the availability to be married. And um, I've not, in my 
and I've gone to the world and I've tried everything the world had to offer me. Um, I've not found any joy like the joy of being married to your best friend and Absolutely. having children. I just right. I and, wish and more people would you know, know that, that the the uh, the prevalence of people that deprive themselves of that just tremendous joy of yeah. being uh, in a a healthy marriage that brings forth children and and that that when that child comes into the world that's the greatest joy i've ever experienced in my life i can't imagine there being anything more joyful than that than you know uh uh a a husband and wife in a in a uh married relationship bringing a, a child into the world and the the joy that goes with that and so that, that's what makes it so sad when you hear people um, using terms that uh, do away with the the honorable terms of husband and wife and yeah. mother and father and, and and using terms like you know baby daddy or baby mama and and right. it, it's you know th these invented terms yeah. that take the place of you know being able to say you know, my husband or, or to say my wife, they, they, they can't call their children's parents, <laughs> my husband or my wife. So it's, you know, uh, uh, my baby mama or my baby daddy, because they're not married to the person that they had children with and, uh, men running around that don't even know how many kids they brought into the world, much less have, uh, been able to enjoy the, the pure joy that comes from, doing it the right way um yeah. and, and then kids being raised without the the love and affection of two parents who had their greatest joy in this world seeing them come into the world sure. uh and 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 it's it's one of the things that that's really destroying our our societies oh absolutely and that's spot on i mean there's a re and I was speaking about this in the in the intro of sorts. It's designed purposely to destroy the house, the marriage bed, the, the right. marriage, the That's marriage right. thought. It, it's it's not an accident. It's not well, you know, it just happened that way. No, it, it's purposed to destroy because right. you dis you, you get rid of that that very that well woven knit function of the of marriage. You you separate that. You divorce that. You you make a chaos. Well, the community follows suit with 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 destruction, devastation, right. and uh, well, we see it now in our fallen nation. Sadly, in a great many cities and right. a great many locations. Um, well, I don't know how it is in Canada, but here in the United States, I, I don't. No one would ever be able to convince me that the welfare system wasn't purposely set up to undermine marriage and to create greater dependence on the government. Because uh, a, a woman that has children, a, a you know, single mother, and you know, just, just look over the past you know, 20, 30 years, how single mothers have been uh, almost deified. You know? uh, yeah. uh, it, it's you know, such a, a heroic thing and an yeah. honorable thing to be a single mother. Well, 
that means that those kids don't have a dad. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, you're, you're depriving those children of, of a, a, a crucial element of a healthy home. Sure. But the, the welfare system in America, uh, provides more, uh, support to a single mother than a, uh, a married couple. And yeah. so for the, for the woman, it is financially beneficial mm -hmm. for her to not get married to the man before having children with him or ever. Uh, yeah. and, and why, why would it be set up that way? What is the purpose of it being set up that way? Where if she actually marries the man that she's having a child with, she loses money. Yeah. Uh, well, it, it, it's a, like you said, it's, it's a purposeful effort to undermine marriage and to undermine the nuclear family because that is the most fundamental building block of society. And a, a government that wants the reliance of the people on the government, the government wants to be the daddy. Well, they have to get rid of the natural daddy then. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. It's the same here as well. Oh, yeah. I grew up seeing women just be like, I'm going to get knocked up because I get a certain amount of money each month by each right. child I have. So they get all kinds of different right. baby daddies. And uh, they have a whole bunch of kids that come from different daddies all around the, the community. And uh, they get a paycheck from each one of them. Right. Yeah, it's it's definitely destroyed communities. It's destroyed the idea of, of marriage and, again, male, female, husband and wife. And, um, again, it's just, even on a secular level, even on a secular worldview, it's bad for business to destroy family. Um, any good businessman who wants a lucrative functioning business knows family is good business. Right. Married people Absolutely. who have children is good business. Even if you don't believe in anything other than making money, right. it's good business to have family. Right. Now, from our well, perspective, it, it, it's an incentive to be more productive, isn't it? I yeah. mean, if if I'm a single guy, just, you know, it's just me, then, you know, I can squeak by just making, you know, piddly, you know, just enough to keep me with a roof over my head and, to, you know, enjoy my hobbies. But if I'm if I'm having to take care of a wife and children, which is the man's responsibility, to be a man, that's what you're supposed to do, sure. uh, to, to, to be the provider for my family. Well, then that means I have to develop myself and, yeah. and, and to improve myself to be a more productive person. Absolutely. And, and um, so marriage and family is by far healthier than uh, somebody that is just totally consumed with themselves and only wanting to serve themselves. Yeah, absolutely. There's no, there's no fulfillment, if you will, in what the world has to offer. I mean, how many, Right. after a while going out to the clubs with the friends, you know, that gets old. It gets old. Right. You get old. We get old. You know, uh, now sadly you'll still find those 50 year old women up there in the clubs thinking they're 16, 17, 18, 19, but it, it, it's just, it becomes such a, <laughs> such a. I don't know, a sad scene, I guess, for lack of a better word. It's just so sad because if they could just tap in to how wonderful it is. And I think also 
now bringing it more so home, you know, we were talking a bit more in in a broad scope of things, the way the world functions and the way religious people are. But if we bring it on home for Christians, brothers and sisters in Christ, members of the Lord's household, I think, and this is an opinion, but from my limited experience and very limited wisdom, um, it seems we've been more so concerned in teaching our youth the law and do it this way than educating, expressing, and passionately living the function of a healthy marriage. Um, how else could I put it? Instead of teaching our kids every other, you know, every other week, you know, uh, divorce is sin and marriage is what you do and you just do that and like a a very mechanical, very heavy-handed kind of a pressure on it, um, maybe we should have some, some more insight into why you would want to get married. And why right. you would want to remain married and the, the benefit of it. Of course, it's a challenging thing. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Little babies, they get sick and little babies, they have diapers and little babies. They, You know, there's a lot of work involved. There's challenges. Marriages, mm-hmm. you know, some seasons, yeah, you're not seeing eye to eye on stuff. Some seasons you do. Mm-hmm. There's challenges. There's no doubt about that. But is there anything in life worth holding on to that's not going to bring a challenge? Well, I don't think so. If right. we just bring more of an education on our youth why you would want to get married and not only why but who you know we tend to exactly. just be like get get married you know you're starting to you're you're a teenager you're starting to experience your body and you're starting to get these these urges these desires you know just get married you find someone that calls himself a christian no it's a lot more than that it's a lot right. more than that there's an investment right. here being made like you're you are signing your your life to this person like That's this right. is what's happening um, well, that, that's, that's one of the things that, uh, you know, when it comes to marriage, I know I've always emphasized, I emphasized it for myself when I was, you know, looking for a spouse. Um, you know, I would not even consider at all, uh, dating or, or even, you know, putting my foot in the direction of <laughs> establishing a, a, uh, that kind of relationship with someone who wasn't a member of the church. That was the very first thing. That was the very first thing. If, uh, if, if this girl, you know, she's, she's expressing interest in me, you know, she's, you know, whatever terms you want to use, uh, toward me. But if she's not a member of the church, I will not reciprocate that in any way. I will not give her the impression at all that I would ever have any more to do with her than a casual friendship. Uh, and, and, and that focused on motivating her to be converted to Christ. Absolutely. <laughs> right? And so, you know, uh, uh, no way would I consider anyone who wasn't a member of the Lord's church. That, that had to be the very first thing. And, and, the the way that I looked at it and the way that I've taught it and I've, I've tried to encourage other people to look at that. Mm-hmm. The marriage relationship is the closest relationship a person has with someone else this side of heaven. 
Yeah. Right. The, the only relationship that is stronger, uh, you know, however you want to say it, more durable, more lasting, you know, whatever. Uh, the only relationship stronger than the marriage relationship is the relationship between me and God. Yes. Uh, and that was another thing that I made clear <laughs> to uh, any, you know, prospective um, uh, women that, that might possibly lead to getting into marriage is that my relationship with God will always come first. And if you ever put me in a situation where I have to choose between you and God, God's going to win. Yeah. And, and, you know, th that was something that, um, uh, you know, me and my wife talked about, we've been, we just celebrated our 24th wedding anniversary, uh, Monday. And, Congrats. and, you know, that, that was, that was something that, that we talked about before we got married, uh, sure. was that my commitment is to God. And because I'm committed to God, I'll, I'll be a, I'll be a great husband to you. Absolutely. And, and my expectation for you is that you're committed to God. Mm -hmm. And because you're committed to God, you'll be the best wife I could ever hope to have, right? Certainly. Because you're committed to God. And we, we talked about those things before we got married. Sure. And, um, uh, the, the, and the point being that, uh, if, if the marriage relationship is the closest relationship you have with another person this side of heaven, then why would I compromise my most important commitment to be connected with someone who doesn't share my values and my faith and my, my, and, and, and my commitment to God? Why sure. would I want to join myself to someone that doesn't have as their primary concern for me, my relationship to God and my concern for them, their relationship to God. You know, why would I do that? And yet we see so frequently uh, our, our brothers and sisters marrying into the world essentially. And, and yep. what ends up happening uh, uh, some, sometimes, and, and it's, it's, I'm, I'm, <clears throat> I'm happy for it. Some of the strongest Christians I've known were, were converted uh, because they married a Christian woman or because they married a Christian man. And, and I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but it's kind of the exception to the rule rather than the rule. It because is. Much, much more frequently what you see happen is the Christian compromising their Christian morals to satisfy their worldly spouse. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you, I'm glad you shared that because that kind of taps into the who and why, right? That we should teach our youth. It really allows them to look deeply into this commitment that they might be seeking to make. You know, um, a study uh, from three different congregations of the Lord's Church in three different geographical locations. You may have heard this study before. It is a true, genuine study that was made throughout several decades from, again, three different autonomous locations of the Lord's Church, uh, and um, they took numbers on their youth as the youth were growing up. And would you know it, of course, as can be uh, assumed rightly, I think it was over 75% of the youth left the church upon marrying a non-believer. 
Right. That's right. It, it wasn't the other way around. The other way yeah, around. That's why. That's why I say the other way around is more the exception to the rule yes, than the rule. It, it, it doesn't. It doesn't typically happen that way. It no, usually it happens does not. with the apostatizing of the Christian. Yeah, and someone. There are brethren that I think do put a line in the sand where no line in the sand has been made. Meaning, they'll say it's a sin if a Christian does not marry a Christian. I do not believe that is the case. However, I don't need to call it a sin. I can go on the journey of what is wise and unwise, and that's sufficient. I can show you right. the... Well, the, I, I would I would have to ask, where would be the biblical example or the biblical um, allowance for a child of God marrying someone who's not a child of God? Where, where could I go in, in any of the biblical instructions about marriage, where could I go to say, well, you know, this passage right here says that, you know, it may be okay to marry outside the church. Right. Yeah. I, again, it's one of those things. There won't be a book chapter verse to say it is inherently a sin if you do, but you will find... Mm, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I have absolutely... Like, you're, you're catching me off guard here. You take the position that it's inherently a sin if a Christian marries a non-Christian? The, the way that I have always taught it is that the Bible very clearly, explicitly so, teaches that a child of God is supposed to marry a child of... We're supposed to marry within our own tribe, if you will going back to the Old Testament example. We're supposed to marry our own people. We're supposed to marry uh, uh, within our own community of people that have the same values and the same. And, and that's, you know, how it has been always, right? That's uh, until multiculturalism and, and things came, you know, came on the scene, which has destroyed cultures all over the world. Uh, that's how it's always been. You, you marry within your own community. Um, it's just about every religious community that has ever been has emphasized that. And the Bible very definitely emphasizes that. So, uh, the, the way that I have taught that going back to what I just said about why would I want to join myself as Paul says, uh, to not be unequally yoked together with an unbeliever, mm -hmm. uh, you know, wouldn't it show a, a failing on my part that I would find attraction to and and want to be uh, joined together in a way that is a legal bond, that, that is a, a, a yoke, yes. uh, uh, yoking me to another person. Wouldn't it wouldn't it be a failing on my part that I would want to have that kind of connection to a worldly person? Um, so. Uh, it's it's not the marriage itself. I understand marriage is marriage. You know, uh, uh, two Muslims get married; they're they're joined by God in marriage because God ordained the institution of. That's why we call it holy matrimony. Yeah, so it's not it just for a, Christians. Atheists can get right, married, exactly, and God it's, recognizes right, two right. atheists getting married. Right, right. Yeah. It is a divine institution. So it right. doesn't it doesn't matter whether the two people entering into the marriage recognize that it's a divine institution or not. Right. It is a divine it institution. Is. And so sure. and so God binds them together in marriage. That that's sure. what God ordained. 
Yes. Uh, so, you know, I recognize that marriage is marriage. If, if, if a Christian marries an atheist, uh, which I can't imagine something dumber than that, but if a Christian marries an atheist, it's still marriage. God still joins them together in marriage. Uh, Okay, so it's not inherently sinful, though it is very foolish. The, 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 the institution of marriage is not. But this is what I would say. If a, if a Christian finds that kind of attraction to the world, the, it's not the marriage that is, is the sin. It's that Christian's worldly heart that, that is the, I mean, that, that Christian has a problem. And, and the, the marriage into the world is a, you know, lethal uh, symptom of, you know, it's like you, you get cancer and uh, it, it, it destroys your lungs. And so you can't breathe. You die of not being able to breathe. But that's a lethal symptom of the cancer. Right. So a, a, a Christian marrying into the world is a symptom of their lack of faith. Of, of their failing to be what they're supposed to be. So it's not the marriage that is the sin. It's the, the, the worldliness on the part of the Christian that's the sin. And okay. so, you know, the, 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 the Bible is very, very clear that uh, children of God are supposed to marry children of God. Go back to Israel. Uh, go all the way back to the... Uh, 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 the uh, let me see how. Well, I'm, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, the, it's, it's uh, an the, undeniable. The and, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an undeniable fact, obviously, that in the Old Testament, I mean, you were getting in a lot of problems against the law if you were going to go ahead and, you know, marry a Philistine or something. Um, in the New Covenant, um, I see the, I suppose, the permission or the privilege or not privilege or the freedom, I suppose, to do so as a Christian to marry a non Christian. Now, I don't think it to be wise, obviously. Uh, and I think there is something to what you are saying. Um, right. You know, Genesis I, I chapter six and verse two, I think, would be the first example of what I'm talking about. Sure. That the sons of God saw the daughters of men. Yeah. That they were beautiful and they took wives for themselves of yeah. all whom they chose. Mm -hmm. And 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 what what was the what was the direct result of that? The the direct consequence of that. Yeah. was the flood right yeah. that that the earth became filled with violence because the sons of god married with the daughters of men so right. from the very beginning it's always been this principle of godly people the children of god here the sons of god are supposed to marry the children of God. The, it, 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 you, you marry within your own community. Then you get into to Israel. It, it was against the law for Israel, for the for the, uh, the, the Israelites to marry outside the tribes of Israel. It was against the law for them to do that. Yeah. Uh, and and um, and we see, you know, some serious consequences that came about from that when we get over to uh, 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 Ezra and Nehemiah and. Sure. Um, the, the consequences of them marrying outside the tribes of Israel and, and their children not even being recognizable as, you know, children of Israel, not even being able to speak the language, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and, and that's what happens. The, uh, people marry into the world and what happens to their family? Their family is worldly, 
right? Uh, because because you've introduced that element into it. So the, the biblical principle is very, very clear. God's people are supposed to marry within their own community, marry within their own tribe, if you will. The children of God are supposed to marry the children of God. So I, I wouldn't say that the marriage is sinful, but the Christian who would do that, the Christian who would look outside the church and to find attraction to a worldly person, that that's, that's uh, uh, symptomatic of a larger heart problem on the part of that Christian. Maybe, again, it goes back, I'm telling you, it goes back to that gray area of wisdom. It's, uh, it's, it's unwise, but you can't, like, there could, you, you couldn't bind it. It's impossible. I've tried. Like, it's, it's, there's no binding of it because you can't repent from it. If I like, for instance, right. and that's, the, that's the question. Some people will say, well, how do you repent of that? Well, you know, the, the best thing I, I could say for that is, is, uh, you know, going to first uh, Corinthians chapter seven, where, you know, Paul's addre addressing for new converts. Yes. Right. Right. And, and he, he's addressing the situation where uh, two people are married one is converted to Christ and the other one's not. Sure. And, and, and the ones who were converted, and, and again, I, you know, 1 Corinthians chapter 7, I think is really important to keep in the historical context because the historical context of uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 7 is not people that were getting married after they were converted to Christ. It's talking to people who were already married yes. when one or the other was converted to Christ, Correct. right? The, the, uh, uh, all of the epistles were written to new converts, essentially, right? right. Uh, all, all of the congregations that, that the epistles were written to were full of new converts, sure. right? These were, the, these were the first people that made up the church as it spread throughout the world. Sure. And, and, and so uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 7 was written to people who were already married. One was converted to Christ. The other one wasn't. And so the question was, okay, now that I'm a Christian, do I leave my unbelieving spouse? Paul said, no, because you, no. you may bring them to Christ, right? right? You, you, you may uh, uh, be, be able to influence them in such a way that, that they're converted to Christ. But if your Christian living, if your commitment of Christ is so intolerable to them, I'm paraphrasing, of course, but if, if, if your Christian life is so intolerable to them that they leave, let them leave. Right. You, you, so there's the, the principle there that if my spouse is not a Christian, then my main focus in our relationship is to try to try to get them to be a Christian. Right. Sure. And, and if that becomes intolerable to her. Right. So that she just can't stand me, you know, constantly you know, making that an issue yeah. that, that she leaves. Well then, okay, well then she leaves. I can't get remarried. Paul says I can right. be reconciled to her, but I can't be remarried. Sure. So I would say that, you know, that comes as close to repentance for marrying a non-Christian as I could find in scripture. Uh, but again, the, the marriage isn't sinful. Marriage is a divine institution ordained by God. Marriage is marriage. God joins two quali if the If the two people are qualified to be married, then yes, God joins them in marriage. Uh, the, the, the problem 
when a Christian marries a non-Christian is that it's symptomatic that that Christian is not the Christian that they should be. Um, so the repentance of that would be for them to be a dedicated Christian. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I, I think I know where you're coming from. I'm just trying to reason with it, right, logically, to make sense of it scripturally with the new covenant, the, the, you know, the age of, of spiritual Israel and who we are now at, in Christ, mm -hmm. no longer bound, of course, to Old Testament uh, law. However, just because we're not... But whatsoever things are written law, for, are written for our learning. That's right? where I was going. That's what I'm saying. Right. Uh, so it is still a principle in there for God's nature, for his people, and what he desires his people to do. Whether, you know... Um, and I, of course, from the pulpit here, and have been since, uh, teach the wisdom and insight of right. a faithful Christian marrying a faithful Christian. If not, you're looking for Absolutely. trouble. And I also right. utilize the argument you have shared, which is why would you want to marry someone who's going to cause would you problems? Why would you want to do that? Right. Um, why why would you want to compromise the most important aspect of your life? Yes. Because you know she's got a great body, or she she you know she dotes on you and waits on you and you know treats you like a king, which is all good stuff. But why would I want to compromise my faith in Christ for stuff like that? Sure. And I think, of course, at that time, grace is given to each case. You need to look at each case. You know, over here on the east side of Canada, I mean, there's not a, there's, I mean, you can't, there's no faithful Christians to pick. Now, with the blessing of the internet, mm -hmm. we can start to make connections online, be like, oh, hey, you know. Sure. So God certainly provides through his providence and prayer. And I am I firm, firmly convinced that if you seek to marry a faithful child of God, he's going to, you know, he's going to, through his blessing of, of providence, help you with that. If you, of right. course, read his words and, and study his words and know what it is you are to, to look for in a partner. Um, right. But one, well, you know, I, I, I dated some uh, Christian girls here in the States um, and uh, didn't make a connection. I, I was adamant they had to be a member of the church, but I, you know, didn't make a connection. Uh, until I went to India and, and met my wife in India. We got married in India. So, you sure. know, I had to go halfway around the world to find the right Christian woman, but I did. <laughs> right. Sure. Yeah. No, we, we have young adults. We have, you know, uh, uh, connections here in the congregation of uh, faithful members who are uh, having a friendship and connection with um, individuals who are not Christians, but it is under the understanding that I'm not going to marry you if you're not a faithful Christian. Uh, right. So there's, there's kind of like a platform before that even beginning uh, phase. You're like, hey, listen, I'm a member of the Lord's Church. This is my worldview. This is my position. This is my faith. This is my life. And I cannot marry you unless you understand this and you want to know about this. And of course, when the individual right. says, well, I most certainly want to know why you're so committed to something like that or whatever, right. that can give exactly labor right. own. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I've sadly... And, you know, and, 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 you know, when, 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 you, when you look at a situation like that, like what you're talking about, where you are, uh, and, and, you know, really where I am, there's not, you know, a, there's... That's one, the, that's of one opportunity of the, there, yeah. Right. That that that's one of the issues I face with with my daughter because she's been taught from birth that uh, you're not to just marry a member of the church, 
you're to marry a committed member, a, a righteous remnant in the church, right? Right, right. Uh, it's important. It's important to make sure that they have the same dedication that you do. Well, yes. you know, if if I'm a single guy in in, in a in a, a local congregation somewhere, of course, I'm working in the community. Have have you know I secular probably, job? Right, right. Probably grew up, you know, going to school in the community, or you know. However, the the setting is, and I'm living my life as a dedicated, committed Christian, a, a, a real not not just a Christian in name only, sure, right? Not just somebody who goes to church on Sunday, right, right, but but somebody who's living it every day and demonstrating it in my life, and 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 uh, one of my. Uh, uh, workmates or one of my classmates is attracted to that. Well, then, I mean, that's, if, if they're attracted to that, well, that, that's a, uh, uh, well, great a quality, prospect. right? Right. <laughs> right. That, that, that's a, right. That's a great prospect. But, uh, I think one of the, um, one of the concerns that comes up there is, because uh, I, I think it was the case with my parents and, and I know the consequences that, that came out of that. Uh, you know, one of the dangers is that the person is not actually obeying the gospel. They're getting baptized to appease that concern of oh, the yeah. other person. I've seen, I've and, seen that in I, my time. Yeah, right. for sure. Yeah. And I, I think that was the case with my mom and dad. Uh, right. You know, I, I, I pray that, that, my dad, before he died, he expressed his concern over his spiritual condition. And, you know, we prayed together and, and, you know, I, uh, I would like to believe that, that, uh, he, he was forgiven. Sure. Um, there is an, there is look, an element of un uncertainty, it seems though, right. right. To a certain it, it, degree. There is definitely an element of uncertainty because, uh, from all of the evidence, when, when my dad was baptized, when him and my mom were dating, it was because he knew that my grandfather would never give his blessing to my mother marrying someone who wasn't a member of the church. Right. And right. so uh, he uh, went to church with her for a couple of years, um, and, and then he quit going to church with her. And not long after that, she quit going to church. Right. And, and, you know, much later, she had even uh, told me how she rationalized her decision to, to fall away from the church because she said that uh, I love him. He, he is the love. And, and my parents had a great relationship. I, I grew up witnessing and being influenced by a wonderful marriage, right? Sure. They, they were committed to each other. They loved each other. They served each other. Uh, it, it was, it was a great example to the see moral side up, of it that, was that kind of marriage. Yeah. So, uh, she, she actually had come to the conclusion that, uh, if he's lost, I'm going to be lost with him. And that's why she, that's why she fell away. Okay. And so I didn't grow up going to church. I didn't right. grow up going to Bible class. Right. I grew up, uh, as we've talked about before, I grew up swimming in the, you know, deep end of the cesspool of the world. Right. Sure. Um, and, 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 you know, I think about that, you know, if, 
if my dad had been a dedicated Christian, my mother would not have fallen away and I would have grown up learning biblical morality the way that I should have. And I wouldn't have done, you know, hardly any of the stuff that I did growing up Um, and, and how much of a difference that would have made. But like I say, I pray that, you know, uh, when he was, I wasn't, of course, I, they, they were still dating. So I wasn't there when uh, uh, he studied, you know, the plan of salvation and and responded to the plan of salvation to be baptized. My mom said that, you know, during that first couple of years, he was active. He would, you know, serve on the table and, you know, he was there at all the services. And then, uh, you know, after a couple of years, I guess he felt like he had put in the time and, you know, uh, me growing up and knowing him growing up, He had a lot of great qualities. He taught me a great work ethic. He was the example of a strong uh, 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 man that 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 took care of his family, provided for his family, worked him. You know, he he worked himself uh, uh, to exhaustion to provide for his family. And and that was a great example. You know, he had a lot of great qualities. I I love my dad. You know, he I I I learned how to be a man from my dad. Right. Which is which is a, a wonderful thing. Yes. Um, but but I never had that example from him of dedication to God. He, right. he was a, he was a pretty worldly person. He he was involved in, you know, worldly stuff. And, and sure. uh, um, you know, so I, I, I while I did uh, learn a lot of great qualities from him, I never learned commitment to God from him. Um, and so I, I never I never saw the evidence in, in his personal life. I never right. saw the evidence that he had genuinely obeyed the gospel. I, right. I, I, I pray I'm wrong. And, and that, like I said, when when he expressed on on his deathbed that he was concerned about his soul. And, you know, we, we prayed together for his forgiveness that sure. as somebody who had been baptized into Christ, that he was forgiven. I that that is my, you know strong hope. <laughs> sure. uh, but, but like you say, there's that element of doubt because he never lived it. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah. there's, there's, there's that concern, but getting back to where I started, if, if I'm living the dedicated Christian life and, and I meet a woman and, and I get to know a woman that is attracted to that. And it is, it is attractive. Uh, a natural woman <laughs> that well, it has that, security. You know, yeah. Right. Uh, it, it, it is attractive to, to a woman who, who has, you know, uh, the, a right, right thinking woman, I might say, you know, right. the, a, a, a man that is dedicated to God and is living the Christian life is attractive. Sure. Uh, and, and, and so it may be that that leads to, you know, her conversion and her being a, a, a dedicated member of the Lord's church. And then marriage would be 100% on the table, right? Sure. But not sure. until then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And, and, you know, that brings a lot, of course, um, food for thought in regards to what we should be looking for in giving ourselves the best opportunity to have a functional, healthy marriage. And I right. I appreciate you a great deal, Brother Norm, for sharing a bit of insight into, you know, your mom and dad and, and your life and mm-hmm. what, whether we want it or not, it helps, it, 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 it facilitates and molds a, your position in what you teach and preach today, scripturally as well, obviously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it is something we should obviously teach our youth more right. than not regarding the wisdom, how the, the wiser path is, of course, 
as a faithful Christian to seek a faithful Christian in marriage. Um, now, I've known Christians by name who are as crazy as the world out there of heathenism as they get. And someone says, well, mom, I'm marrying a Christian. I probably know the names you're thinking too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, well, mama, he's a Christian. He goes to church. Oh, really? Well, that don't mean nothing to me. Let's let's see the character right. of his of his person. He's let's a see. lunatic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. So it, it's most certainly important to that end. Um, now, some of us, of course, to the exception to the rule— you know, a, a faithful Christian marries a worldly person. And that had brought also, again, you spoke a lot of the motive of the heart, uh, to which ultimately there is a measurement that only belongs to God. You and I cannot see that far. You, you spoke it yourself in regards to your dad. Um, an individual who um, seeks a worldly person obviously has a problem in their heart right. as a Christian. There's no right. doubt about it. Why would but I if, want to go get a worldly if, woman? If, if if I'm attracted to that, then that that shows that there's a problem on on my part with, with Correct. my heart. Now, if it is an organic, natural, mutual, hey, she's in my class. We started to talk. The mm -hmm. teacher put us together for a science project. Line Personalities. Up and... Hey, we both see sociopolitical same. You know, there's a common ground on sociopolitical right, right, affairs. Right. Common ground on entertainment. Common ground everywhere. Hey, listen, maybe. We, you want to like start, you know, just talking about marriage? Yeah, okay, let's have a conversation. Well, here's my faith. This is what blah 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 blah. Well, that can that can lead to uh, a location where uh, both are obviously faithful Christians and now can get wed. Mm -hmm. um, right. Some may jump the gun and be like, "Oh yeah, it seems like everything's going well. Let's get married." And then she pulls back and like, "Yeah, so this whole Christian right. stuff is not for me." Uh, right. And well, I and I have I, I've I've had you know more situations in in my ministry than you know I would care to count where um, I've I've counseled with young couples that uh, one was a member of the church dating someone who wasn't a member of the church yeah that uh, that other uh, was brought into the church, they got married. And then like you say, just, you know, almost immediately after that other person goes right back to the world and, oh, yeah. and it, it, it ends in divorce or it ends in uh, it ends in strife in the home and, and, you know, it causes all kinds of, or it ends in the faithful person falling away. And, yep. um, you know, that, that, that happens more often than not. Oh, unfortunately. I, it does. And I'm, I'm with you a hundred percent. And I, these, to the theme of our topic this day, it all lends um, education to the individual seeking to get married. Obviously, there is a realm of love. There is a realm of unity. There is a, why am I getting married? Who am I getting married to? Where does marriage come from? These are the conversations we've been having in the hour plus here. Right. They are there to facilitate a wise decision moving forward. There's always going to be an element of uncertainty with marrying another person because you can't ultimately I can't tell sure. you what to think and what to do. I can't. I right. can I can be like, hey, listen, if you but you know it as well. I'm I'm fully convinced that some people just got wet pretending mm -hmm. they were being saved to infiltrate right. a location to cause damage. I know that right. some people have infiltrated families. Uh, some people have married, they've infiltrated marriage, uh, through marriage, infiltrated families to cause division and chaos, toxic individuals. Um, so there's always this element of uncertainty, but we cannot 
allow ourselves to say, well, since there's an element of uncertainty, who knows? So let's just marry who we want to, because ultimately we just don't know. It's kind of like this whole sin is sin thing. Oh, everything's sin, so, you know, don't worry about it. No, actually, we can fuel ourselves with some arsenals. We can we can have tools right. at our disposal, to, uh, scripturally so, that can, can, can govern our thoughts into whom we are marrying. Ultimately, it is a bonus if you are attracted physically to the individual you're marrying. But if right. you're solely going on physical attraction, you're going to miss it, and you're going to miss it bad. That's right. It needs to go deeper than if, physical if, attraction. If I mean, it's it's like making a priority list, right? Right. And if physical attraction is the number one priority, then you're already in, on the wrong track. You're right? you're you're number upside down one priority. It. What is you know? Uh, uh, do we share? the the same commitment to god that that should be number one right because that's the number one priority and my commitment to god is my number one priority right seek first the kingdom of god sure that that, what what if i say you know do this first and i make a list of priorities what's going to be priority number one right to seek the kingdom of god seek first the kingdom faithful right Seek, seek first the kingdom of god right so you know, that's priority number one. If if I've got anything else above that priority, well, then that's a problem. You know, going back to what I was saying, that's a problem in my heart that that's not my number one priority. You know, oh, I, I you know, I want to now I, I was very blessed to. Uh, I don't want to be because if she's watching this, I I may get killed when I get home. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I was very blessed that with that number one priority of seek first the kingdom of God, sure, that God brought a woman into my life that checked every other box, right? From, yeah. you know, and this is where I need to be careful <laughs> from the color hair, color, color eyes, body type, color skin, you know, sure. she, she is, you know, yes. exactly what I'm attracted to. Sure. Uh, uh, sure. And, that attraction is uh, elevated a hundredfold because her number one priority is to seek first the kingdom of God. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You want you want the quality of a spouse to be in priority to the Christ. There's no doubt about right. that. I, I teach my we teach our kids this repetitive knowledge daily. Listen. Marry someone who loves Jesus, first and foremost. If you marry someone who loves Jesus, first and foremost, they will love you and they will give their life for your safety and security. That's right. It's it's, it's just, you can't can't separate that. A person is the husband they're supposed to be because they love Jesus first. Absolutely. A person is the wife that they're supposed to be because they love Jesus first. And you can, you can extend that to anything. A person is the student they're supposed to be because they love Jesus. Right. A person is the employee they're supposed to be because they love Jesus, right? Absolutely. We, everything else falls in place when that number one priority is what it's supposed to be. Which is why we have such a number now of destruction and divorce, because we've no longer set forth that precedence, that love Jesus right. first in our lives and be guided by his word in our marriage, in our employment, in our in everything. Uh, we've removed that. So now we find, you know, a Hollywoodism, if you will. But for the local assembly and seek ye first, right, uh, the kingdom, which, of course, in context has to do with food, shelter, and clothing, 
although it also, in principle, des- des- uh, 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 governs our thoughts uh, to understand what benefits the local assembly. Am I going to benefit the local assembly in its growth, its fruitfulness, by entering into a lifelong covenant with an individual who hates Christianity? Is that, a, is that going to benefit the local assembly of our Lord and Master? Absolutely not. There's no way around yeah. it. And, it. And my children will not have my blessing. Now, that don't mean I'm going to... And, I, and I've seen congregations drastically harmed oh, because yeah. an, a, an, an active, involved young man in the congregation married a, a, a woman that was... Uh, that had, you know, just outright animosity toward the church. Yeah. And, and, uh, and, and she just wreaks havoc in that congregation. And, sure. and uh, um, you know, not, not, not talking about a specific example, you know, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not naming names. That's what no, I should no, say. I not naming you. names. But, but, but it uh, is a, a, you know, a true I, case. I've seen that happen. Sure. Yeah. And we have to, of course, do our best to teach the why and how. How, why, who, where does it come from? All the it, it, It's not enough to just spew the law. We have brethren who know the law very well. I mean, I, uh, we have scholarly brethren who know the law in all its languages and can teach the law and can defend the law, but there's nothing behind it in regards to why and who and how the practicality and where, of it the practicality of it there's missing the practicality of it and sometimes there's missing the love because i assure you there are brethren who can move mountains with their faith but they don't have any love at all they become these noisy gongs they make attraction to themselves but there's no educational purpose because there's no passion of there's no love behind it so there's so many things because you can tell some brother well as long as i enter into a contract of sorts with this woman and some operate their marriage in a very mechanical it's an or it, 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 we have a contract with each other. Well, it goes deeper than that. You're missing out on a great deal of blessing if it's only a contract. Uh, she's my roommate. No, it needs to. I think there's more to it than that. And um, this whole worldly thing, you know, opposites attract and all that kind of nonsense. You're getting into a lot of trouble if you go d- that route. And we, we, you know, the world has all kinds of slogans to throw our way, making us think this, that, and the other. But in the local assembly. Again, it is most wise. So basically, to wrap it all up, marriage comes from God. If you don't have that first and foremost understanding where the institution is sourced from, from a divine power, you're already diminishing the quality of your marriage and the, the longevity it may, it may hold. Number two, it, 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 the quality of an individual's heart, to, to the measurement we can, we, can, we can rule, if you will, or we can rule out with a ruler, we can measure uh, to, to, to a person's heart. Where, 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 where are they? Uh, you know, well, what's their priority in life? Uh, that'll determine a great deal. Uh, of course, I, I missed uh, qualifiers. You have to qualify for the designated description of the institution. You have to be a person who can enter into that legal union. Um, and you want to do so with the right person. Obviously, in the perfect world, if it happened, well, well, not let me say it this way. The most opportune scenario is a faithful Christian marrying a faithful Christian. That's the most wise, opportune scenario one can desire and pray for and should. And um, with all those elements, when you take all those elements and you put them together, you should have yourself a marriage 
that is lasting and that will be filled with joy and that will be filled with many blessings, many challenges, no doubt. Life is a, this world's a fallen world, so there's many things to deal with, but you'll have those elements. I, I, one of our main concerns, my wife and I, is that, you know, who are children going to marry? Mm-hmm. We want them to marry, we want them to have the same marriage my wife and I have. Right. right. Because as a parent, you know you want to be able to depart this earth knowing your children have married someone that's going to take care of them or love them as, as, you, and, as, as you and your wife love each other. Uh, and um, that creates a strong local assembly, which grows and flourishes. And it, and it brings forth a strong community. And it, it, can, it can breathe air and renewal in, 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 into a, a province, a state, a, a nation, uh, to bring back that, that honor, that, that love and understanding who we are marrying. Um, yeah, those are obviously some of the key components well, uh, to uh, last, uh, uh, just, just ad- addressing um, the concern over, like, you, you have sons? I have two sons and one daughter. Two sons and one daughter, okay. I, we have uh, one daughter, only child, and, uh, you know, we, we got it right the first time, so, you know, we were, we were done. You got it. Uh, she's perfect. She, she, she's perfect. So we didn't have to keep trying for the perfect child. <laughs> there <so>. you go. <laughs> uh, but you know, that, that, that was that, well, it still is, you know, I, a real concern for me. And, and I, I'll just say, you know, the way that we have kind of addressed that to, to help her be in, uh, settings where she can meet, uh, a, a young Christian man that sure that, uh, w- would be, a good prospect for marriage um, since uh, probably maybe elementary school, but I know for sure middle school. So all through middle school and, and through high school and, and even uh, she's gone back now as uh, she went back as a junior counselor. She'll uh, she, I think this last time she went, she was a, a counselor. Um, so, you know, she's all the way up into college age. She went to the same, you know, summer camp, uh, uh, every year back, backwoods, uh, backwoods Christian camp. Uh, yeah. BCC backwoods Christian camp. Um, you know, I, I worked there as a counselor, uh, one summer and she's gone every summer, you know, through her childhood and, you know, there's, she's made relationships there, um, friendships that you know are she still uh, gets together with people texts with people and uh you know sure. talks talks with them and and um there's you know several couples that i know that have you know met going to summer camp together you know all through their their school years like i said and and they ended up getting married and are you know strong healthy young christian couples Right. Um, and, and, you know, then there's the, 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 uh, uh, colleges that are, you know, primarily members of the church. I know everybody there is not a member of the church, but they're predominantly members of the church. Those are good settings to put our young people in for them to, you know, have the, the, uh, dating pool, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) That would Uh, be the way to say it. Uh, and, 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 you know, so, so, so there are, there are things we can do, you know, you can send your kids to, uh, 
summer camp, um, you know, during the summer and, and, uh, you know, let, let them, um, establish relationships with, with other kids in Christian families that, you know, may develop into, uh, lifelong friendships or even, you know, into a marriage relationship. Uh, sure. so sure. That there's, there's, you know, there, there's things we can do to, Certainly. uh, at, at, at least, you know, maybe tip the scales in the, yeah, <laughs> in yeah. the, uh, uh, in their favor for, for Certainly. meeting a Christian spouse. Yeah. And, and you bring up a good point there as well. Obviously it is nice if you have connections with parents as well. You know, if I know right. the stock of the, uh, or the, the, if I know the quality of the parenthood behind <laughs> the daughter or the son seeking to uh, date my son or daughter, then there's a connection there. Right. We can have conversation and we can have mature conversation uh, about that. Hey, listen, my daughter, you know, and your son, they seem to be getting along very well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, does, right. is that okay? Is there any concern with you? No, no. Uh, should we talk about stuff? Yeah, sure. Let's talk about this. That. We're not organizing their marriage for them, but at the same time, we can understand what it is we're marrying into. Like there's, right. there's a, they are independent. Of course, our sons and daughters are independent of mom and dad when it comes to marriage, you know, they will leave the household and go right. get married, but. And I'm, I'm all for arranged marriages. <laughs> <laughs> I've got no problem with that. You know, I got no problem with that. <laughs> I often tell the kids, I will never tell you who you can marry, but I will tell you who you can date. <laughs> and then we kind of right. have that, that, that <laughs> right. arrangement there, that contract's been signed. But um, yeah, I think it's been a good conversation in regards to marriage and, and, and key components to having a healthy marriage, a good, a good marriage, and uh, also key components to um, helping us or facilitate um, uh, a path to a, a good marriage, if you will. And um, I am with you, obviously, in regards to scriptural principle, uh, to scriptural uh, design of, of God's nature and mind is that we should obviously want to be uh, married to a faithful uh, Christian. That is the ideal model uh, to, to, to long for, to pray for. Uh, uh, and uh, hopefully our viewers will have had some, uh, some information there to chew on and also to kind of uh, look into. And I do appreciate all the comments that we've had uh, and our viewership uh, as we've been going. We're an hour and a half now in. And uh, we'll be letting folks go. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think we've covered what we could cover in just impromptu thoughts uh, to the topic. If any of you, of course, have any questions or comments more so afterwards, reach out to us. We can certainly share some more content with you or articles or lead you towards some studies uh, along those lines. Uh, but um, I think that's about all I have to say. I do appreciate you coming on, Brother Norma, as always. Uh, you're always more than welcome to join me on, on these things. Uh, is there anything well, else you I, want, you I want to say? The, I appreciate the discussion. Um, I, 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 uh, I, I think that this is a very important discussion that should be going on in congregations much more than it is because, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I think we've got a lot of congregations that are in, uh, are in trouble. Yes. Uh, the the well let me just cite this statistic the replacement rate in the church that is uh members of the church that are raising their children to be members of the church is about two percent two percent that's 
if, if, if that doesn't uh, cause us concern, if that's not alarming to us, right. Then that, that, that's, that's a problem that's because a problem. at, at 2%, um, that's not, that's not the replacement rate of people who are dying. And, In the and corporate so, world, someone's getting fired. <laughs> right. Ex- exactly. Yeah. And, and, you know, uh, there, there's no question, none whatsoever, that the the issues that we've discussed about marriage on this podcast is, uh, I would say, maybe the most uh, 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 prevalent contributing factor to the low replacement rate in the church. Certainly. Because... Certainly. Um, uh, members of the church don't have the, the dedication to Christ that we read in scripture that they're supposed to have. And, and, and that's influencing the decision of their children when their children get older to make their own decision. That's one of the things I've always emphasized is that, you know, kids that are raised in the church, uh, we have to emphasize to them as I did with my daughter. And I'm so thankful that, that she obeyed the gospel and she's a, she's a, a faithful young Christian woman. Sure. Uh, uh, but, but there was always the very strong emphasis that it's got to be based on your faith, not, 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 not my faith, not just That's what it. you hear from me. That's it, it has to be because it's what you believe. Yes. Right. And, and, and so, I'm there afraid that uh, in the previous generation that and, and it's what has contributed to the uh, decrease in the in the numbers in, in our congregations now. Sure. Is that a lot of people were converted, quote, you know, air quotes converted uh, on the faith of their parents and they never had their own real genuine faith so that then they, you know, married into the world, they engaged in worldliness. They, you know, they, they were never really dedicated members of the church in their, in their home life, in their daily life. Sure. They grew up going to church on Sunday. They continued in their married life and in their family going to church on Sunday but that's all their kids have ever seen of their spirituality is that they go yeah. to church on Sunday. Yeah. So their kids growing up never developed their own committed faith. And so now, now we're losing them. And, yeah, and there, uh, there wasn't know, an I, independent I think this faith. marriage issue has a lot to do with that. Yes, it does. I, I'm with you, brother, hundred percent on that. It, it's true. And it is one of the top five contributors to dissolving the, the local assembly. Um, we are right. truly blessed here with the East coast church of Christ. I mean, none of, I mean, mm-hmm. I can't brag on the East Coast congregation here enough. We we cultivate family. We cultivate this youth. We cultivate. We it's such a growing and beautiful congregation that certainly uh, embraces this kind of dialogue and this kind of teaching and this kind of uh, conversation. And uh, we want to have roots. We want our children to grow and marry. Faithfully, and we want uh, to have that structure and the doctrine of Christ to pass on to independent accountability, and not while I'm writing the coattails of mom and dad, and that dwindles off the next generation. The next decade is gone. No, each 
child here is growing with an independent faith. And what's contributed to that as well is the uh, is the assembly is together. It's not divided. And I'm not saying it's wrong if, if you know, the kids go study there and whatever. The autonomy of the church is there for a reason. We together with right. the youth always in worship and in study. And so they get to see the adult dialogue. They get to see the independence of faith they need to have. And they all sit real close to the pulpit. They all are eagerly engaged with this information that's being delivered to them. And it just generates a flourishing congregation where it's not because mom and dad told me so. It's not like the heart is positioned right. It had all the right tools to be positioned right, and that allows them to make the right decision when it comes to marriage. And uh, we shall certainly see that in the decade to come uh, to see if the fruits (laughs) of our labor uh, were not in vain, right? Uh, but, uh, yeah, Here, that is. here's the, here's the ideal situation for, for my, my daughter's, uh, marriage prospects is sure. if, if you are a strapping young Christian man that, that is, uh, dedicated to the ministry of Christ, come here to Northside. Let me put you through preaching boot camp and, uh, <laughs> you'll get, you'll get to meet my daughter and, and, uh, she's yeah. beautiful and, and we'll go. see what, what develops. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, that's a, that's a, that's a good sales, man. That's a, you know, that works. All right. Well, oh, by the on, way, yeah. uh, on, uh, uh, normsnotes.locals.com, um, the class handouts and the teaching outline for Acts chapter two is up. So you can go there, join my locals community, normsnotes.locals.com and, uh, uh, get my, uh, norms notes on Acts as they're, as they're being published. Sure, absolutely. I encourage everyone to check that out. Myself, if you want to sign up to my community, com, please do so. You can support me there monthly. Helps put food on the table, that kind of stuff. And uh, you will have, of course, some some access to uh, uh, exclusive, con- inclu- exclusive content, stuff like that. But uh, I appreciate you all out there. Thank you again, uh, Brother Norm, for being with me. Uh, Stay focused, stay positive. Lord willing, tomorrow we shall meet for the sociopolitical segment of of our week and session. Peace out.